Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming. The text line is lit right now, 704-570-9610. Hit those socials at Wes Bryant, underscore 72 on Twitter and Instagram, at Walker Mail, at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram. Most importantly, at Wesson Walker on Twitter and the WFNZ pages on Twitter and Instagram. What are you? Troppy, you're at Troppy WFNZ? Yes. Is that right? And yes. at Troppy WFNZ. Yes, I forgot about that. Love the nickname. I was nickname. thinking about Fiddy being back there. I need to look back there a couple more it's okay. times. okay. He's very different. The hair is a lot him. different. I think that's the biggest <laughs> distinguishing factor. All right. So now, folks, without further ado, it is time to go to the campus counter. Well, folks, been asking for it all year. It's been one of the biggest sagas of the college football season, especially in the ACC. But Carolina fans rejoice. Devontae's Tez Walker, had to say the full name there, is granted immediate eligibility for the remainder of the 2023 season. And UNC head coach Mac Brown said that he was thrilled to find out earlier today that Tez has been granted his immediate eligibility and will be available Talked about how happy that he was for him, that they never gave up. They want to thank the NCAA after going off on him for weeks like he did for being (laughs) willing to re-examine Tez's case and ultimately deciding to grant him his eligibility. Tez Walker also put out a statement as well saying that he's so excited and thankful that the NCAA has granted my eligibility to play this season. This hasn't been easy, but I'm looking forward to putting this in the past and moving forward and talked about how he always knew UNC was a special place and ended his statement with see everyone on Saturday. So this man comes in, brings his 6'2", over 200-pound size, had over 900 yards in the MAC. So he is going to be ready to go, and I'm sure nobody's happier to see this man out there on the field than Drake May. Well, what's hilarious about this is I'm trying to go over the statements because this news just came in. It looks like 1247, 1245, something like that. We're starting to get these statements. And so the NCAA claims that they received new information regarding Tez Walker yeah. this week. Staff determined the new information qualifies Walker for a transfer waiver. The information had not been made available by UNC previously, despite the school's multiple chances to do so. So the NCAA has this statement real quickly. It's unfortunate that UNC failed to provide this important information previously. While we must be careful not to compromise a student athlete's right to privacy when it comes to sensitive issues, we want to assure the Division I membership and everyone watching how the new transfer rules are applied, that this meets the new transfer waiver standards. UNC's behavior and decision to wage a public relations campaign is inappropriate and outside the bounds of the process. UNC's own staff supported had the UNC staff 
not behaved in this fashion and submitted this information weeks ago. This entire unfortunate episode could have been avoided. The beef is still strong. They're blowing smoke, dude. They just got bullied enough to where they feel like they had to reinstate them. Between North Carolina and NCAA, the beef is still strong. Yeah, that was my thing, too. I'm sitting there like, what changed now? Like, this should have happened already. I don't understand why they would go back now. Like, what new information did you learn? What, that Carolina wasn't lying? That Tim Walker (laughs) wasn't lying about his situation? I just never got it that the first school that he went to, North Carolina Central, never played a game. And so, therefore, he should have been just considered a one-time transfer. it, it It just blows my mind. Like I said, people that get paid to be in higher up type of situations all the time just do some of the dumbest things. Yeah, I... I keep seeing new information. This is what's happening. It, it feels like they're trying to sell that a little too hard for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got new information. And now, now we're changing. Now yeah. we're changing. It's actually North Carolina's fault. Yeah. And Brian said, sounds like gaslighting. It does. It sounds like. <laughs> the definition. Quinti- yes. It sounds like quintessential. <laughs> oh, well, if they just would have given us this information all along. Look, I don't know what it is. I haven't seen it on Twitter. It's only happened within the last, like, 20 minutes or so that this news came out. So, hopefully, we are able to find out what this quote-unquote new information is. But I can't wait. I can't wait to see what it was that allowed the NCAA now to finally deem Tez Walker eligible to play. And then how many plays do you think it's going to take for Carolina to try him on a deep ball? I'm going to give it uh, over under three to four plays. I think that they're definitely going to come out and try to establish him early in the game going under than three and a half on that one i i can't wait to see how they're going to use them well and and even field gates not exactly the person i expected to be tweeting about this more so an nfl guy but he said this is great news for tez walker and has the tools to be a pro as well and so if you have the tools you have the athleticism maybe this is the downfield threat here's the thing when we've seen drake may start to air it out the last couple of games he's been throwing downfield I think this is a pretty big deal for North Carolina's well, offense. This was their number one receiver it coming was. into the season. But, but also, it goes to show you just how explosive they can be because they've already been explosive the last two games. When the running game wasn't working, that's when Drake May starts to throw for over 400 yards. That's when we see Drake May to get to 300. He was like ninth in the ACC in total passing yards after the first two games. Now he's fourth in total passing yards after this, you know, after what we've seen so far. So with Drake May having Tez Walker back as the guy we all expected to be the number one receiver, now it's like, okay, if we're not running the football as effectively as we were the first two, we're able to throw for 400 and 300. Now we bring back Tez Walker. Yeah, I actually think this is a pretty – not that it's a hot take, but – even with North Carolina looking good offensively, this is a big deal for them. Yeah, I think so, 100%. And so now, congrats to him, and we'll see what he does because Carolina has a tough opponent coming up in Syracuse. They're definitely going to need what he brings to the table. Saturday night, 7.30 p.m., Notre Dame will bring their 30-game win streak against the ACC and put it all on the line against the Cardinals. Louisville is 5-0 for the first time since 2013. The 3-0 conference record is the best since 2012. And Jeff Brom is getting the job done out there. They bring a seven-game home winning streak into Saturday's game versus Notre Dame. Of course, Notre Dame beat Duke uh, last Saturday. And the two quarterbacks, we talked about Jack Plummer earlier, and Sam Hartman of Notre Dame have combined to throw 25 touchdown passes 
and over 2,800 yards. So do you think that Louisville has a chance to be the first team to knock off Notre Dame in what will be their 31st try? I don't think so. I I think Notre Dame is going to be able to take care of business, despite me really liking what I'm seeing from Louisville. I just think with Notre Dame, the way that they play defense, it can really shut down some really impressive skill players, right? Like even against Duke, where, yeah, Duke had their opportunities, and it was a Mike Elko decision to only rush three that allowed Sam Hartman to pick up those yards. But, man, even with Notre Dame, they, they dropped a close one, and they won a close one between Ohio State and Duke. I think Notre Dame, with what Marcus Freeman is doing defensively, I, I do trust Sam I don't know if this is a, a big game for Notre Dame, like the kind of big game that Sam Hartman is going to choke on, right? Like, I know that's something that people are worried about with him, especially U.S. I think Notre Dame is able to win this one, yeah, somewhat comfortably. I I don't think that Louisville is going to pose a a monster threat. I do. I I will be on the contrary. I have to think about it more before I decide to make my pick. But this Louisville team currently fourth uh, in the ACC in scoring and fourth in scoring defense. Uh, Jack Plum, as I said, he's been one of the nation's best quarterbacks that nobody's talking about. You talk about Jamari Jamari Thrash and Jawar Jordan and those guys. And I think Louisville has what it takes. And I think this is going to be a really, really good game. I think Duke definitely, um, they showed you that the Irish can be had just like Ohio State came in and and won that game in close, heartbreaking fashion. But uh, I think this is going to be one of the great games of the weekend. And I think people uh, definitely will need to pay attention to what could happen here because I certainly think Louisville has the talent. It's just going to come down to coaching, Braum, and uh, things of that nature. But I think Louisville definitely has more than a puncher's chance to be able to get this victory. And so now when we look at NC State and you look at them this weekend, they've got to take on Marshall. And we talked about how uh, Marshall's undefeated. They're 4-0 coming in to play NC State. And so NC State has never lost to Marshall. They're 5-0 against them. But... They are one of 22 remaining undefeated teams in FBS. And they also beat Virginia Tech at home 24-17 two weeks ago. And MJ Morris is slated to start the third start of his career. And last year, he was the first freshman quarterback since Phillip Rivers to start a game for the pack. And when you look at this young man, he certainly showed uh, talent. He came off the bench last season against Virginia Tech, threw three touchdowns and also threw three touchdowns against Wake Forest and was the ACC Rookie of the Week for those performances. So uh, do you think that MJ is going to be able to wake up this offense or you think it's going to be more of the same? Well, wake up sounds a little too strong, but I think MJ Morris, it's about time you move on from Brennan Armstrong. So we got to see those games that he played last year. They did win against Wake Forest, who was 21 at the time. They did win against Wake Forest, 30-21. to 21. Not monster numbers from MJ Morris, 210 passing yards, 250 total with the 43 rushing that he was able to bring out there. 19 carries for him, too, is what he's credited with. I wonder what the rushing style is going to be with MJ. Like, does Robert and I continue to look to run the quarterback as much as he did with Brennan Armstrong. But this is the move you kind of, I think you had to make it. When the offenses looked that poor, you had a month, you had a little bit more than a month going into the college football season, and it just didn't work out. Brennan Armstrong, after having that excellent season a couple of years ago, I think MJ Morris, it's the right time. 
I think they'll be better. I don't know if this is going to be what we saw from previous NC State offenses that you felt really good about with some of the other QBs in place. I think he's going to come in and play better. I don't know that he changes life for this offense. It's 11th in scoring offense, but they're dead last in the ACC and pass efficiency. This is a passing attack that is pretty much anemic. We talked about how the freshmen have been uh, – the leading receivers for this crew. So they're still looking for playmakers on the outside. I think MJ Morris does bring a, a nice element to it. And I know they definitely had to make this move because if they left Armstrong in and they continue to play the way that they've been playing, that uh, MJ Morris might have thought about making a move during the season. So I know that's also at play here. This pass offense, when you talk about yardage per game, 194.2 yards per game they're passing for. So that is not what you're looking for but as I said I think the offense may have a little bit more of a chance but I'm just not sure right now that the the skill talent is there in Raleigh for them to be able to do it and quickly before we get out of here I know we're up against the break but uh, looking at Duke they are also starting a new quarterback this week and when you look at Henry Beelan the fourth very Duke sounding name for this young man. Aaron Shropshire. <laughs> and Henry Beelan, the fourth, uh, is 6'3", 210 pounds out of Brooklyn, baby. You know what I'm saying? So That's a very big change in demeanor and what we were uh, Aaron Shropshire, out of Brooklyn, yo. Yo, out very of different. Brooklyn. All right. Um, in 2023, he's played a couple of games, eight of eight, so he's perfect on the season. So, Uh, I guess whichever way you want to look at it, he could go only up or down. But right now, eight eight of eight on the year, 118 passing yards, three total touchdowns. And he was a three-star prospect when he was coming out of high school. Uh, Very athletic, saw him at the spring game. I think Duke will be in decent hands with the way that they play because we talked about how they love to run the football first and foremost. But it's going to be when it comes to those obvious passing downs to see whether uh, the young quarterback is going to be able to make his bones and keep Duke afloat for hopefully Riley Leonard's return from his high ankle sprain. They relied on the running game quite a bit this year, and I think that is a successful game plan to implement a different quarterback. You're not asking him to do a ton, in my opinion. When they got back in this game against Notre Dame this past weekend, we got to see them, um, or whenever they played last. But you're talking about Duke with this rushing attack that was the thing that got them going again. It wasn't necessarily Riley Leonard throwing for a whole bunch of yardage, right? It was 134 yards, less than 50% completion percentage. It was the fact that they were able to really have a nice ground attack. And so that's why I think Beelan coming in here, it's not necessarily you're asking him to go over and, and, and take over for Drake May. You're, you're asking him to take over for Riley Leonard, who wasn't putting up a ton of passing yards anyway. Yeah, this Duke rushing offense, second in the ACC in rushing yards per game and leading the ACC in rushing touchdowns with 16. So we'll see what he does. So some teams starting some new faces at quarterback. And, hey, that's why they play the game. So when we come back on the Wesson Walker Show – Could this Panthers draft class end up being Bryce Young and nobody else? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.